Hey friends, this is episode 25 of Faith Fitness Joy, how to get started with macro tracking. You may have heard of macros and macro tracking. It is a way of eating to help you reach your physique goals, whether it's to lose body fat or gain more muscle. If you're not familiar with it or just starting to learn about it, it may be a little overwhelming at first. So if you want to learn what macros are and how to get started with macro tracking, then join me in today's episode of Faith Fitness Joy, because I'm going to break it all down for you. This is Faith Fitness Joy, and I'm Rochelle Weiss. Does losing weight or getting fit and healthy seem hopeless? Do you struggle with how to get started? Maybe you're tired of being on the diet and fitness roller coaster or sometimes feel overwhelmed, depressed, and like you have somehow lost yourself in the busyness of motherhood, work, and life. Do you want to have more energy and feel more connected and happy? Do you seek a deeper connection to God? Faith, Fitness, Joy is all about achieving whole health. It is about health of the body, mind, and soul for Christian moms. If you are ready to lose weight or get fit, improve your nutrition, feel better, healthier, and happier, while also strengthening and deepening your connection to God, this is the podcast for you. All right, welcome to episode 25 of Faith Fitness Joy. So some of you may have heard of macros or macro tracking, and some of you might be wondering what the heck a macro is. When I first heard of it several years ago, I had no idea what macro tracking was, um, and it was my curiosity that led me to it, and the more that I learned about it, the more I wanted to give it a try. Like most eating approaches or, quote, diets, though I really hate that word, um, macro tracking is founded in um, either calorie reduction or calorie surplus, depending on the goal that you have. In the case of a fat loss goal, it's founded on calorie reduction, though it is much more than that. So one of the reasons that I love macro tracking is that it doesn't restrict you from any foods or food groups. There's a term used in macro tracking that if it fits your macros, you can eat it. So one of the cons, though, with macro tracking is that it can be really tedious. It's um, especially at first until you kind of get the hang of it. Like I said, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Though it can be overwhelming initially, macro tracking is probably my favorite eating approach um, because I, it's just so flexible. So I find that it is worth the little extra effort to track. Um, since it can be a little bit overwhelming though, today I'm going to walk you through first what macros are, second what macro tracking is, third, how to determine your macros, and then four, um, tracking macros. And the fifth thing I'm going to cover is um, tracking your progress as well. As I say often in my podcast episodes and in my blog, I hate the word diet because it implies restriction, deprivation, and that it's this temporary way of eating until you get to a certain result. Um, the other thing about it is I feel like there's like a psychological thing that happens when we tell ourselves that we're on a diet. It's like something happens in your brain, at least for me. So I just really hate that word. 
Anyway, that said, I have tried every diet that there is. Most of them have one thing in common, which is they all involve some form of caloric reduction or restriction. Some might dress this up differently than others, but at the end of the day, most of the diets out there either eliminate entire food groups or require some pretty drastic cuts in the amount of food or calories that you can consume in a day. In earlier episodes and some of my blog posts, I have discussed uh, that my two go-to approaches for nutrition or eating for weight loss and changing my physique. Um, One of them doesn't require tracking so long as you're eating whole fresh foods, lean protein, lots of vegetables and fruit, and lower fat dairy for um, if you're eating dairy. The other is macro tracking. And I discovered macro tracking about four years ago, and it is what I tend to follow most of the time. If I do take a break from it, I switch back to the what's often referred to as clean eating or the one I just described, um, just when I kind of get fatigued of tracking and weighing everything. So while it is like many diets in the sense that if your goal is fat loss, you do need to be in some sort of a calorie deficit. However, it's important not to make the deficit too large so that you don't trigger your body into slowing the metabolism down Um, And you're also wanting to make sure that you're giving your body enough fuel while you are trying to lose weight. And I have found it is so much more realistic than any other way of eating that I've tried, which makes it much easier to sustain long term while also getting results. Honestly, you don't really feel like you're on a quote diet, right? Like it doesn't do that psychological thing um, in your mind. I've never felt deprived doing macro tracking. I feel like I can, I have tons of flexibility. It's one of the reasons that I love it so much. So let's get into macros and macro tracking. So first, what the heck is a macro? What are macros? Macros is just shorthand for macronutrients. Every food that we eat is comprised of certain macronutrients. There are three main types of macros. There's protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Your body needs a certain amount of all three of these in order to function properly. Um, I know there's a lot of diets out there that would have you cut one or two of those out completely, but it really is not a good thing to do. Um, your body needs all three of these. If you um, you know, are familiar with anatomy or biology of the human body, at a cellular level, these things are all very important for the different functions in your body. So two, What is macro tracking? So macro tracking is simply tracking the amount of each of the three macronutrients that you're eating each day. With macro tracking, you break down your daily caloric intake or your daily calorie limit into certain ratios of these three macronutrients. Depending on your goals, you may have different ratios. For example, your your caloric intake may be broken down into 40% protein, 30% carbohydrates, and 30% fat. Or it could be 30% protein, 45% carbohydrates, and 25% fat, and so on. There's a a variety of different ratio breakdowns that can be used. So third, how to determine your macros. 
You can research macros and calculating macros online and you'll find that you can determine your levels yourself with a lot of complicated math. Um, but fortunately, you can also find there's a many different free calculators online that you can use to calculate your macros. I've used several different calculators and I've used apps as well. Um, just because I find that the apps make it easier for the tracking because it's all kind of built in together. But you can you don't need to do that. You can just if you're just trying to find out what your macros are, there's a variety of online calculators that you can use. The first one that I came across and the one that's kind of my go to when I just want to adjust my macro levels um, is called calculator.net. And you can find it simply by Googling macro calculator. It's usually the first one that comes up. Um, so you enter all the different information into the calculator and it will provide you with your daily macro targets. As you'll see, it's based on height, weight, sex, and age. It will also ask about activity level and your goal, which could be maybe maintaining your current weight, it could be weight loss, and it could be weight gain. So you can then get the calculation of your macro targets after you enter all this information so if you use the calculator.net macro calculator, you will also get more options to choose from for how your macro ratios are set, which is one of the reasons I love that calculator so much. So if you want to go with like a more balanced or sort of evened out ratios for your macros, then you can select that one. I think it defaults to that one first. And then you'll see there's tabs where you can also opt to go higher carb ratio or you can go a higher protein ratio. Um, and there's a few other different ratio settings that you can use if you want. So just to give you a flavor of what happens, um, you'll get a certain number of grams that you can eat of each macronutrient for each day. So for example, I went in there um, earlier and I entered my information and I chose the balanced uh, setting for the ratios. And so when I did that, I got 101 grams of protein, 220 grams of carbohydrates and 47 grams of fat. So that's like the level that it would start me at if um, that's what I was doing for my macros following the balanced ones. So um, then once you get your macro targets, so your targets, you're going to those that's what you're going to be wanting to hit every day. So that's like your daily, kind of like if you're used to calorie counting, you have like your total calories in a day that you can eat. It's it's a similar type of thing, only you're tracking the macronutrients in each of your meals instead of the calories. You don't really need to worry about the calories because it's kind of all built into your macro levels. So tracking macros. Now that you have your daily targets, the next thing is to start tracking your macros each day. So one of one really important thing with macros is that in order to get results, you have to be exact and you have to be consistent. A general rule of thumb is that you should be within three to five grams of each of your targets each day. You don't want to be more than five above and you don't want to be more than five below. Um, ideally, you want to hit the targets exactly perfectly each day, though that can be hard, especially as you're getting used to this. The better the consistency, the better the results you're going to get. This means that you also need to measure and weigh your food. This is super important. Don't eyeball it. You don't want to guess on it. You want to make sure you're weighing and measuring everything so that you know exactly what you're eating and how many macros 
you're consuming in each meal and snack. As we know, food labels and nutrition facts can be misleading. And one thing that I learned really fast when I started macro tracking is that the label is often completely off when it comes to the number of servings per container. This is particularly true for those bag salad kits um, that you, you know, the ones you can get at the grocery stores and they have like the little separate package of nuts and seeds or croutons or whatever, and then they have the dressing. And then if you look at the back of the bag, it'll tell you something like, oh, there's two and a half servings. And for one serving, it's got, you know, whatever amount of fat, whatever amount of carbohydrates, and whatever amount of protein. And the tricky thing is the the sort of like better tasting or, or yummier that the salad kit sounds, which usually means that there's a lot of extras in it, like maybe uh, tortilla strips and um, a, have a higher fat dressing or something like that. All of a sudden, that same size bag of salad goes from two and a half servings to like four in a bag. So they get kind of tricky about how they do this. Um, and the, what I learned when I started doing macros and I started measuring it out, um, what the servings were. So you can't rely on those bags, um, the nutrition facts on those bags at all. You have to break it down um, separately. Like I found, for example, there's a couple of them where it comes with like either bacon bits or um, like the little pumpkin seeds in a pouch. And it'll tell you that one serving of the salad is one t- includes one tablespoon or two tablespoons of that pat whatever that's in that packet, whether it's the bacon bits or the seeds. Well, when you actually go to measure what's in that pouch, often there's not even two tablespoons in the whole pouch. So right off the bat, you you've already got you already know that the nutrition facts for a serving is completely wrong. So what I end up doing is I will break down the salad kit and then I will all look up each of the items separately, like whatever a tablespoon of pumpkin seeds is, whatever a tablespoon of the closest type of salad dressing I can find is, like if it's salsa ranch or if it's ranch or um, poppy seed or whatever. And then I'll find out what two tablespoon serving of that is and I'll go from there. So it is, it's frustrating because they don't, um, they don't label the bags correctly and they, they also don't often reflect the serving sizes correctly because they don't really want you to know what the actual amount is. Cause oftentimes if you're actually tracking your food, you might not want that item. Um, but again, it's, there's ways to, to tweak it so that you can fit it in your macros. So, um, the other thing about tracking macros I wanted to point out is like, for example, I don't stress too much when it comes to green vegetables. For example, like cucumbers, spinach, romaine, leafy greens, um, most vegetables except for like potatoes or turnips or things like that that are a little denser in calories and have more starch. Um, if it's green vegetables, I don't really worry about it too much. Like if I know exactly how much I'm having, yes, I'll track them. But if I miss them or something, I don't, it's it's not something I stress about. They're already really low in calories. They're often super low in carbohydrates and they're high in nutrients. So it's not, I haven't had like detrimental problems with my progress from doing that. Otherwise, everything else, I measure and weigh all of it. Like I said, it can be really tedious, but with some planning ahead and spending a little time on the weekend or whatever days that you have off in your week, you can find ways to save time and hassle 
So, for example, I buy pre-shredded rotisserie chicken breast um, sometimes, depending on what I'm planning for the week. And then I will, like, you can usually get, like, a pound of it at the store, uh, it pre-packaged. And I'll just take that and weigh out three or four ounce servings in a little sandwich bag. And then I wrap them up and keep them in the fridge. Um, I'll do the same thing with like raw mixed vegetables. And I'll just um, grab like a handful and put them in, you know, bag them up in separate sandwich bags so that I have like four to five servings uh, already bagged up, ready to go for the week. And that way I can just grab them and throw them in my lunch bag when I'm getting ready in the morning um, to leave for work. So that way I already know the amount that I have, I know the macros, and I save time in the mornings. The more that you do this uh, and the more that you figure out kind of these different little hacks, then you'll start to memorize the macros in different foods that you eat. You'll find that you'll kind of go to certain things every week. Um, you'll have kind of your favorite meals and your sort of go-to things that you'll sort of lean on and do, um, and it just makes it easier with time. You can also find, and I'll probably do a separate episode in the future with some recipes that will kind of focus on macros um, because I know there's some apps where they have recipes in them that will break everything down for you. So when you make the recipe, you know uh, like what the macro breakdown is for a certain serving. And that way, if you make like um, more of a certain meal for dinner one night or something like that, and you want to take leftovers for lunch the next day, then you already know. Uh, what your macros are in your lunch. So it, it just can be really helpful um, as you start to get familiar with doing this. You start to learn ways to make it easier and also to prepare your stuff ahead. And then you just make your day-to-day -day life easier too. Um, as I mentioned, it's really important that you're tracking everything that you eat and that your totals um, and you're totaling up your meals and your snacks as you go throughout the day and then making sure you're checking your total running total for the day as you go along so that you know where you're at and you know you can ensure that you hit all your targets at, by the end of the day. It's better to spread it out through the day than try to save them up, for example, so that you can have something maybe that's higher in fat or something like that. Um, I would suggest avoiding that as much as you can. Um, except, you know, obviously this is really helpful when you have special occasions or something like that, or instances where maybe you don't have a lot of choice or, um, you go out, you're going out to eat or something like that. So for the most part though, aside from those circumstances, you want to be eating three meals a day and about two snacks in between, especially if you work out, if you're lifting weights and you're doing exercise, like you're going to find yourself hungrier and your macro levels will be aligned with that. But just in general, I find it really hard to to just do three meals and not have snacks in between, because I tend to get hungry in between meals with lifting weights and um, working out every day. The last thing that I will note about tracking is alcohol. I do not usually drink personally. Um, so I don't like really have to worry about it right now. But there is a special way that you have to track alcohol when it comes to macro tracking. It's super important to be aware of this because um, alcohol is actually its own macro. It's like a fourth macro um, because of the way that it interacts in your body. To like really oversimplify it, when you drink alcohol, your body basically switches from burning food for fuel to using the alcohol as fuel. So it's really not your friend if you're trying to lose weight. That said, 
you can still fit it into your macros, but you need to know how to do it. It's a little more, um, it's, it's not like what you might be familiar with if you've done like low carb diets in the past where um, you're just tracking the amount of carbohydrates or the net carbs. Like you're not doing net carbs here with macros. Um, aside from alcohol in general, it's not like you're subtracting the amount of fiber and getting a lower number of carbohydrates. You're just counting the straight amount of carbohydrates in everything you're consuming. Alcohol is the exception. So for example, from when I was doing my low carb days, I know that red wine, like a standard glass of red wine has something like four grams or five grams of carbohydrates in it. If you're counting, if you're doing low carb, you would just count that four to five grams of carbohydrates. So you could potentially drink quite a bit of wine without going too far over your carbohydrates. Um, but it's very different when you're talking about macros. So um, like I said, it's, it's very different. So you have to convert the calories in the alcohol to either carbohydrates or fat. You don't want to do this for protein. It's not advised to, to use your excess protein or unused protein grams for alcohol, you should make sure if nothing else, you're hitting your protein with food or protein shakes or something like that. Um, it's a bit technical to explain here, but I'll try to give you the the nutshell just so you're you know, because if you are going to drink, it's really important that you do this right. Otherwise, you're just kind of wasting your time with the macros. So carbohydrates translate to four calories per gram. So if something has 100 calories, it's like four, four calories per gram in that serving. Fat is nine calories per gram. So what you do to convert um, for alcohol that you're consuming, if you're converting it, you're going to be converting it either to carbohydrates or to fat. So you take the calories in whatever you're drinking and you divide it by four if you're converting to carbohydrates and you divide it by nine if you're converting it to fat. So I can tell you from when I've done this in the past that a standard glass of red wine, which is usually considered to be five ounces of red wine, converts to 31 grams of carbohydrates. So if you're tracking macros and you want to drink wine, you have to subtract 31 grams of your daily carbohydrate limit for that glass of wine. Or um, it's 14 grams of fat. So for like hard alcohol, like vodka or something like that, one ounce of hard liquor converts to 18 grams of carbohydrates or nine grams of fat. So if you do drink, you need to plan your daily macros around it so that you make sure that you're staying within your targets um, and that you're tracking your alcohol properly. So that is that is kind of the caveat with um, regard to alcohol and macro tracking. So that's kind of a overview of how to do the macro tracking. And the last thing I wanted to touch on that's important around doing macros is progress tracking. So the last sort of key here is tracking your progress while you're doing this approach for nutrition or how you're eating. This is important so that you know when you need to adjust your macro levels. The general rule is every two weeks, you wanna check your weight and your measurements. If you are seeing drops in at least one of these areas, so let's say you're seeing a drop in the scale, 
Or let's say you don't see the scale move, but your waist shrinks by half an inch or your hip measurement shrinks by half an inch, maybe both shrink. Um, so if you're seeing that kind of progress, whether it's on the scale, in the measurements or both, then you want to stay with the levels that you're at. Don't change anything. Keep going with the levels that you're at because they're working. So um, when you get to the point that the scale and the measurements are not changing, so meaning the scale stays put and there's no change in any of your body measurements, then you know that it's time to recalculate your macros based on your current weight. Now, this is assuming that you've been hitting your targets perfectly for at least two weeks, whatever levels that you're at. So if you've been having a couple days where you didn't track or you were like way off, then don't change anything yet. Just you want to make sure you get to where you have two weeks of hitting your targets perfectly before you kind of reassess the levels that you should be at. Uh, so also you want to adjust for any changes in activity level if that's relevant. So if you set your macro levels at a point when maybe you weren't working out and then you start working out, you're going to need to adjust them to make sure that you're factoring in your exercise and that you have the right um, targets now that you're doing exercise. The vice versa is true as well. So if you started with working out and now you're not, you're going to want to adjust them to reflect that you're not working out so that you're not overeating um, if you are not exercising and you're not undereating if you are exercising. At this point, um, so again, if you've got to the point where, you know, you're, you've been doing all this and you're not seeing any change in your weight or your measurements, then you know that it's time to adjust um, and look for some new macro levels and then continue at those for another two weeks see where you're at. If you start to see progress again, then stick with that new those new levels. If you don't, then uh, make sure that you're sticking to the same that you're consistent in your macros uh, for two weeks. And if that's if you're still not, then it, then look at adjusting them again. Um, another thing you can do, like let's say you've just changed your macro levels and um, because you got to like a plateau or you don't you know you didn't you didn't have a drop in the scale or the measurements. Um, then you do the new levels for two weeks and you don't see any change. Another thing you can try is to change your ratios so that you might you might not want to drop your daily caloric limit, but you maybe need to shift your ratios around a little bit. Maybe you need to go for a higher fat uh, ratio than what you were doing before or a lower fat ratio, whatever it is. So there's other ways you can tweak it as well, um, depending on what's going on. So that is all about macros and macro tracking. I hope you find this helpful. Um, regardless of what you do, keeping track of your food, your water intake, and your exercise are all really great ways to keep you on track and sustain your progress. It helps you become more aware of what you're consuming. It helps you to see like what you're doing every day, especially with exercise. You can see like where you're making progress. Um, you can look back and see, you know, where you started and where you are now. So it's really valuable um, and really important to track what you're doing. I have been doing this for years to keep my head in the game. This is how I keep myself going. Um, and I check my fitness and my progress um, regularly. And so as a result of that, because I've, I've 
done tracking for so long and I've tried all kinds of different trackers. I actually published a number of my own fitness and progress trackers that are all available on Amazon. I will include the links um, in the episode information if you want to check those out. Also, if you check out my blog, um, I will also have these links on there. And I also have a store on my website where you can find all my fitness and progress trackers. You can find my daily planners and journals, um, as well as my healing journal. And if you want to refer back to some of the stuff that I cover in the podcast, um, it's all on the blog website as well. So check that out if you want. Um, That's www.faithfitnessjoy. All right, that concludes today's episode. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want to continue the pursuit of faith, fitness, and joy with me, please like and subscribe this podcast. And you can also find me on Faith, Fitness, Joy on Facebook and Instagram. And like I said, you can also check out my website, Thanks so much for coming by and I hope to see you in the comments and on the socials. Thank you so much for joining Faith Fitness Joy today. I hope you found something helpful in today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So please leave a comment and let me know what you found helpful or what you'd like to learn more about in future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. You can also connect with me on social media at Faith Fitness Joy on Instagram or Facebook. Check out the blog at www.faithfitnessjoy.com. This is Rochelle Weiss wishing you health and happiness of mind, body, and soul.